now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to another Jam Pat Shout Out. I'm Andy Sheldon. And I'm Steffi Barnett, and today's packed show, it's a double my five. Yep, indeed. First off, we're catching up with Hedaya, then later on we're going to catch up with the lovely Off The Record. Plus, Lara talks about having pride in education. Uh, all coming today, right here on Shout Out. Hello, one and all. Welcome to summer. The tune back. Yeah. No, I I, I don't know. I I might change it still. You know, it's nice to have something different every now and again. So. Yeah. Well, it is different now because it's sunny. Oh, it's lovely and sunny. It's, 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 and have you seen the weather forecast of the weekend? We're going up to like 27, yeah. 28 degrees. Yeah. So, yeah. And then so-called Freedom Day on Monday. Uh, I'm not mm. going to comment any further because it's very d- no. divisive as to whether you should or shouldn't have masks. Uh, yeah. But uh, as a Monday, you can do what you like. So No, you can't. <laughs> it's your choice, isn't it, as of Monday? regulations, yes. Um, no, you don't. That's the whole we point of Monday. Talking, <laughs> we, we were talking off air about... Drag names. Yeah, what's yours? Now, um, mine would be Dusty Tucker um, because it's the your first pet name, which was a collie dog called Dusty, and my mum's maiden name, which is Tucker. So my drag name would be Dusty Tucker. Yeah. If we weren't on the radio, I think that's very close to what it actually would be. If you ask me. Well, I'm sure. Hannah. Andy, would you um, have a drag name or I don't? I have I, no I, idea. Before you ask me, by the way, no, I I have no idea, and I don't think I have to. Um, what's your first pet's name? Um, I Pippa. wouldn't give that. I, I would right, Pippa, and what's your mum's um, maiden name? Um, oh God. Yeah, mm, you don't know your mother's. <laughs> you, you're um, kidding me. I'd I'd, I'd I'd be reticent to give it out for safety reasons. That's why. <laughs> Good get out. Exit left. <laughs> yes. uh, in case you're wondering where we go with this, by the way, it's because uh, me, Steph, and Hans all popped off to uh, uh, join the Pride team on Friday for the uh, drag show, and uh, Alid, who you know is part of our show, um, was there as his alter ego, Miss Beaver, hosting the whole thing. It was a fabulous night, wasn't it? It was, yeah, really good. But like you said, we're not used to it, so it sounded no. so loud when we <laughs> got did. in. Yeah, yeah, Dakota Gardens uh, here here in Bristol. But um, uh, yeah, I believe we've uh, actually got that piece in the show next week, haven't we? And a big thank you um, to to the Pride team and to um, Alice and and also to um, um, all of the uh, drag um, artists who who took the time to speak to us. It, it was lovely. So they were really nice, weren't they? They were really really friendly. Yes. So, big names and the, in there mm, and the acts that they did, they all did were just out of this world I thought yeah well they were t- so. top of the game at um, RuPaul's Drag Race yeah uh, yeah fun. yeah so um, and then of course football do we dare mention that 
No. Yeah, it was, um, I don't usually follow football. No, but, I um, don't, but I couldn't help it. I got so swept up in it all. Yeah, I think um, so and it was so close, did. so close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, the fact that we got through to the finals just says haven't something. done that since 1966, I think they yeah. said. Yeah, so, so. The, the boys did well. They did really well. Can you imagine the nerves of oh, like, f- knowing that over like 30 million people are watching you, yeah. plus whatever amount of people was in the stadium? I mean, it's yeah. no wonder no. that quite I a few couldn't of them kick. Missed. I couldn't kick a ball like that. <laughs> I'm not going down that road, so maybe we should move on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, sorry, Andy. Uh, well, I was just going to say it means we we might have uh, a few different uh, different anthems playing now rather than Three Lions or um, World in Motion by New Order, which seems to be um, keeps popping up every so often. Oh, Sweet Caroline is the, the big one, isn't it? Yes, yeah. that seems yeah. to have, have made a real comeback. And even um, the the artist uh, himself was really flattered that it's become a football anthem, um, which I thought was quite cool. So, but it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. You know, it's been been a tough time during COVID and it's still not over yet um, um, but it was really nice to see you know everyone like well, it their hair down the it was just uh, I'm sure there were a lot of hungover people at work on Monday but yeah. still true, true anyway um, very packed show again today uh, so we're going to kick straight off um, and catch up with Hidaya. My Five on Shoutout Dear Shoutout Radio listeners, my name's Osman, my pronouns are he, him, I identify as a gay Muslim man. I volunteer for an organisation called Hadaya. Our mission is to provide support for queer Muslims and promote social justice and education around the queer Muslim community to counter discrimination, prejudice and injustice. Today's segment, I would like to recommend some queer Muslim literature, some book reviews. I'm pleased to say there is so much out there to choose from, and this is a good way of supporting the QTPOC community. QTPOC stands for Queer Trans Intersex People of Colour. And our aim as an organisation is to uplift these voices and increase the visibility of our community. So, the first book I would like to recommend is A Dutiful Boy by Mohsen Zaidi. Zaidi does not hold back in this raw, honest memoir in which he explores his and his family's at times excruciatingly painful but eventually joyful journey in reconciling their traditional beliefs with his sexual orientation. He weaves together a variety of issues including class, culture, religion and sexual orientation to present a complex portrait that does not oversimplify the journey but rather helps the reader understand the full range of factors that went into shaping his and his family's experience. This book takes you on a journey of self-discovery similar in many ways to what a lot of us go through while growing up as queer such as a rollercoaster of feelings and emotions that come with accepting your own self when that means being so different to everyone around you as well as coming out to family and friends and all the struggles it entails. This memoir is also about conquering and accomplishing, about finding your place in the world, even if that place has to be built by you. My favourite quote from the book is, I didn't want to waste my life. The only way to do that was to live as honestly as I could and listen to the gut feeling in my stomach. The one that told me to speak the truth, even when almost everybody would prefer that I remain silent. The second book that I would like to talk about and recommend is a romantic fiction. I would like to recommend The Henna Wars by Adiba Tigirdar. This book follows a Bengali girl named Nisha who just came out to her parents and has to figure out how to not crumble under the despairing weight of their rejection and denial of her lesbian identity. 
Among this, she has to deal with racism and homophobia at her school and a business competition in which her culture is appropriated. This powerful, complex novel uh, is a queer romance, but has much more going on under the surface. In The Henna Wars, the author seamlessly weaves Bengali culture, issues around immigration, racism, homophobia, cultural pride, and this book explores self-acceptance in a typical sort of teen life. The main character is a, a worthy role model. She knows she deserves to be accepted and loved for who she is, a lesbian Bengali Muslim. My favourite parts of the book are the scenes between Nisha and her weirdly supportive sister, Preeti. Um, these are among the most compelling. They fight, they make up, and they love each other fiercely. I love that about this book. My favourite quote from this book is, but sometimes just being yourself, really, truly yourself, can be the most difficult thing to be. Now, the third and the final book that I would like to recommend is Zara Hussein is Here by Sabina Khan. The story goes, Zara's family has waited years for their visa process to be finalised so that they can officially become US citizens. But it only takes one moment for that dream to come crashing down around them. 17-year-old bisexual Pakistani immigrant Zara Hussein has been leading a fairly typical life in Corpus Christi, Texas, since her family moved there for her father to work as a paediatrician. While dealing with the Islamophobia that she faces at school, Zara has to lay low trying not to stir up any trouble and jeopardise their family's dependent visa status while they await their green card approval, which has been a process for almost nine years. But one day her tormentor, the local football star, Tyler, takes things too far, leaving a threatening note in her locker and gets suspended. As an act of revenge against her for speaking out, Tyler and his friends vandalise Zara's house with racist graffiti, leading to a violent crime that puts Zara's entire future at risk. Now she must pay the ultimate price and choose between fighting to stay in the only place she's ever called home or lose the life she loves and everyone in it. This is our book of the month from our Hedaya's virtual book club, uh, which is taking place on Wednesday the 18th of August between 6 and 7. So why not join us and discuss this book? To get the most out of the session, please ensure that you've read the book ahead of this session. And as we'll be getting into the key themes, experiences of the characters and the author and what it means to be queer and Muslim. Please follow us on Hedaya's social media pages. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Hedaya LGBT. Find out about this event and many more. Thank you for listening. If you have a story you could tell in five minutes, get in contact. Visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. That's a Tocker's Miracle. And that's the Impetto uh, radio edit, in case uh, you, know, you like that version. Bit of a different version, that one. So I used to love that song. I remember dancing, dancing my bits off in the clubs to that many years ago. So did Steph, and then they fell off. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is a great track. <laughs> a classic Andy. Thank you. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, shall we get some news headlines? The 
This is Shout Out News headlines on Thursday the 15th of July 2021. ITV West has reported that an apparent hate crime took place on the night of Friday the 2nd of July when extremists attempted to graffiti over the Rainbow Pride-themed pedestrian crossing in Bristol's Wine Street. The black spray-painted slogan was of a fundamentalist religious nature and a spokesperson for Bristol Pride noted that it demonstrated just what opinions were held by conservative religious groups and how LGBTQ visibility can counter their dogma. Independent newspaper B247 says that for the first time in nearly 40 years, an LGBTQIA community centre could be a reality for Bristol. Activist Mark Furbash is in negotiations with the City Council on the lease of a building believed to be in the Old Market area, close to the heart of alternative and multicultural Bristol. There's going to be a fundraising night taking place at the end of July and you can support the project's crowdsourcing campaign by visiting our website where you'll find a link to the project's GoFundMe page. As the project organisers say, the space will cater for all aspects of our Rainbow family, from gay men to lesbian travellers, from queer Muslims to atheist bisexuals and everyone in between. Gay football supporting groups have been taking to social media to express their support for the England squad, who came extremely close to winning the European Football Championships at the weekend. The Guardian noted that the side got further than anyone since the World Cup victors of 1966 and was notable for diversity, with players wearing rainbow armbands in solidarity with LGBTQIA people and top scorers being African, Caribbean and dual heritage heroes. Racist tweets and graffiti that were made after England's narrow loss have been condemned across the political spectrum. Shoutout producer Steffi Barnett made a statement on behalf of the region's top LGBTQIA magazine programme saying, Shoutout supports all minority groups, whatever their background. Shoutout's remit is to give voice to minorities within our rainbow of humanity. There is no place for hate. China is increasingly at loggerheads with the West and this may have resulted in a new crackdown on LGBTQ organisations. The country has historically celebrated same-sex relationships, but since its bloody communist takeover in 1949, it has pursued mostly homophobic policies. Neil Miller's 1994 textbook Out of the Past records that during the brutal cultural revolution, the Maoist regime's purges of homosexuals and other dissident groups left bodies piled up in rivers. Since the 90s, there were signs of some thaw in this attitude, but any LGBTQ organisation not under the direct control of the state was regarded as a threat. This week, the social media channels of student LGBT groups across China have been shut down without official explanation. However, China analysts say that this is because any movement or group outside of state control is viewed with suspicion. In this respect, the crackdown is part of a wider picture, including the persecution of Muslims in northern China, close down of the independent Hong Kong media and the replacement of television executives with party loyalists. And finally, Attitude magazine reports that members of our community, always known to have enjoyed caring for animals, are just about more likely to own a cat as a dog. But only just mind, the common theme is that we are thoroughly committed to animal welfare. So it is of no surprise that the cat bond with LGBTQIA people is celebrated in a new coffee table book called 
queers with their cats. The photo presentation features rare photos from the archives of LGBTQIA stars with feline friends, including the bisexual Asian hero Freddie Mercury, bisexual soul sensation Dusty Springfield, and the lesbian heroine of the French Resistance, Josephine Baker. If you are getting this book, remember to get it through a gay-friendly, independent bookstore and keep money within the community. For these news stories in further detail and much more, you can check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Terry Starr and Matthew Tosh. Shoutout News, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Wow, that's a bit of a remix of that one, isn't it? That originally was uh, Get Ready For This uh, by Two Unlimited, which came out in 1990, believe it or not. It was that long ago. Uh, but that is the Funky Divas remix. That was a uh, gayed up version. <laughs> is that what you're calling it? You'll have to shake your bits too, you. is it? <laughs> it? It just it just reminds me of the 90s crossed with... Um, oh, what's the noughties? <laughs> no, I, I think if the, uh, there was a kids' TV program that was um, all about exercise and getting children up and down, and it just reminds me of that. So that crossover between the two. Um, Don't worry, dear listeners. We'll 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 we'll, we'll sort him later. It's absolutely <laughs> fine. So. Anyway, uh, while, while while we're doing that, uh, Steph, do you want to introduce our next piece? This is Lara, isn't it? Um, yeah, is um, sorry, Andy. as as most people know that uh, Lara is a great advocate for more people going into um, STEM. Yes, and, um, and uh, here she is chatting about it to one of her colleagues. Hello, I am Lara Lenemy, and I am here with a shout out, um, and also uh, Alfredo Carponetti. Um, and we're going to be talking about pride in education today. And um, Alfredo is an amazing person I met through um, both our organisations. So mine being Creative Tuition Collective and Alfredo's being Pride in STEM. And so I'm super excited um, to be talking to them today because pride in education is so important and so close to my heart, um, especially in Bristol. So Alfredo, hello, how are you? I am very good. Thank you so much, Lara, for having me. It's absolutely a pleasure to be here. Uh, yeah, so if you could like introduce yourself, that would be really cool. Um, who you are, um, a little bit, give a little flavor to what you've been up to in STEM. Um, and yeah, that would be great. I am Alfredo. Uh, I have uh, a doctorate in astrophysics. Oh, and my pronouns are he, him. And uh, I am uh, um, Italian gay man. Uh, moved here about 15 years ago uh, to do my master, then I did my PhD, and since then uh, I've been working in uh, a little bit in education at first, uh, and then science communication, uh, and now I am a science journalist. Ooh, that's so cool. That's something definitely I want to get into. Um, but just a little bit about your um, experiences of being gay in STEM, um, do you have any, like, how, what are your kind of thoughts around that? I think to have been incredibly lucky, um, 
I have very little, uh, let's say, pushback, or I've witnessed and experienced only marginally uh, amount of homophobia. Um, and I, but I also point out how privileged uh, I've been. I am a white cis man, uh, so most touching most of the demographics uh, that are successful in science. Uh, and also been very lucky that having always had a very supportive family, a very supportive network uh, of friends and colleagues. So every time I've encountered something that was, uh, uh, well, from the disagreeable to the homophobic, I've always been able to push back, uh, knowing that I had uh, uh, a lot of backup behind, uh, so that uh, I never had... It's, it's luck. It's, uh, uh, I'm very grateful to everyone that has been around me, but it's luck, uh, um, that I was born where I was born. And this is why for me, every time I had some pushback, I've been able to stand my ground. And it's one of the reasons that I am so passionate about uh, what we do with Pride and STEM. That's a great segue. Um, I just wanted to ask you, um, yeah, how, why then did you kind of start um, Pride and STEM? What was, what kind of was the basis of that? We, we didn't start Pride and STEM with any grand plan. Uh, um, when we started it, uh, we were literally just looking for a group of, uh, uh, sort of like-minded individuals uh, to march together in uh, uh, pride parades and within a few weeks after we um, we started uh, the Facebook page uh, at the time we start getting messages from all over the UK asking for resources advice and we quickly realized that there was such a dire need for at least something that would uh, help vehicle um, like pass along information this the importance of passing along information i think it was what pushed that at the very beginning it is like okay let's put something together that is a little bit more structured and then within a couple of months uh, we start getting requests to have um, spaces uh, for lgbtq people in stem and events etc and quickly it snowballed into the need for a formal organization because we realized that if we needed to help and represent people, we needed uh, to be accountable. So people would have to be um, aware of who we were and what we did, etc. Mm, that makes total sense. And um, before I ask who, who was involved, I, I kind of am really intrigued. So um, you kind of explained why you started it, but like, what is your personal why is to Pride and STEM? Like, what does it personally mean to you? Oh, it, it is my, it is my baby. I, I just, uh, I just feel that, uh, as I said, I've been so fortunate uh, um, that uh, there are so many people that are not. And sometimes th um, it's people that they don't realize that there is uh, the support uh, but we've been brought up in a world that hates us. So why should they be trusting of, uh, uh, of that world? So what we can do with Pride and STEM is uh, give them a space for the voice to be heard um, and helping fight those battles and sometimes fight uh, the battles for them. One, 
Yeah, one of the great things that I always say about Pride in STEM is that we are small and we are moderately poor when it comes to charitable organizations, but that also means that we don't have anything to lose. We can call out universities, big professors in the UK being homophobic, transphobic and racist, and we had in the past. And we had pushback about what they're, go- they're going to do. Uh, like, they, we had a call out of, uh, like, they were trying to defund us. And I was like, good luck with that. Nobody gives us money. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So just to quickly, who, who is involved? Like, who, um, tell me the team if you can list them. Well, um, we have you as one of our wonderful tra- uh, trustees. <laughs> Yes, and uh, uh, you brought in uh, uh, some uh, good energy and some great ideas uh, that we have taken on board. Uh, We have uh, several um, people that are either in academia or they are uh, in industry and academia uh, or academia adjacent or STEM adjacent. Um, That gives us a little bit of... uh, uh, variation, not yeah, uh, yeah breath, not uh, not enough. We're trying to recruit a little bit more trustees. Tell me about the new ambassador scheme that we've got um, going up. Oh yes, um, we're also trying to get more, um, give volunteers a little bit more structure because we have between events and um, marching at prides and just doing other things. We had a lot of people that want to help out and it's great uh, and we thought that uh, uh, this year and we are working in formalizing it in the next uh, few months uh, we are going to have this Pride in STEM ambassadorship uh, which allow people to have a little sort of uh, bespoke roles on how they can help and hopefully it's uh, um, giving people something to do and we can support them in a way community as well we're like keeping because we want people to to work with us we we pride in education is so important and so and we also have an online store just to quickly shout that out <laughs> thank you <laughs> sell um some badges so if you want some pride of stem badges you can identify um as lgbt plus or even if you want to be an ally um and um stick on our pins we, we would love for you to to go to that and if you it's just on our social media our twitter which is pride in stem um so i'm excited to now kind of get your opinions about these two events so pride in education and just like us i think they are brilliant it's absolutely fantastic it's one of the things i kept thinking that uh, my god imagine if i had had uh, uh, that when I was growing up, because I came out that I was quite late, uh, halfway through uh, my undergrad. And having something like that, I think it makes all this difference. And seeing uh, in both events, uh, there is such a good understanding that uh, this discussion needs to be uh, intersectional, and this discussion um, covers every aspect of uh, education. It's, oh my God, it's, it's absolutely fantastic to see that it's uh, taken so seriously and, but it's also taken with such heart. Of which we needed this in education, like, and the fact that they're exploring both primary and secondary, like, kind of the whole spectrum, um, is so important, um, as well, from what I've seen, because, yeah, I, I needed to understand, I mean, even in primary school, I wouldn't have known what it was, but secondary school, for sure, like, I was constantly questioning, 
what things meant and I had no answers um, especially like growing up in a Catholic house you weren't going to get those answers and I didn't even know what it meant and so having these discussions is really opening up the chance to be like okay so how can we do it better don't you think like how how can we collaboratively make this community better I it's I, I think and it's not an understatement uh, that uh, these two events to save lives 100% that's how deep it is. That's how that's how important it is to talk about these things, don't you? Why do you think that, though? Because I like to think, and maybe it's idealistic um, or too optimistic, but I think that uh, education is uh, the crucial thing um, that uh, can save uh, humanity from itself, but uh, also from all the prejudice, ignorance, uh, and biases. It's not uh, a cure-all, but I think that uh, the more we educate people, the more we make them aware about uh, the world and how there's so many different people, the more we'll see a better society, a more loving society, and a healthier society. Sorry, you're getting clicks. Oh my God, yes. I couldn't, this is why I, uh, I love you as a, uh, <laughs> a person as well as a terror. Well, I love you too. Honestly, it's, it's, it's so true. Education um, is such a privilege that we have in this country and it, shouldn't, it should be accessible to all, especially a holistic approach to education. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what we're co-expiring to do. And I, I think Eastern is such a beautiful space for that. Um, and how, like, you have taken stances like um, those within, say, um, Pride in itself is, is so is so beautiful for me to watch because I didn't have to ask any or, any of it. And um, yeah, you guys are very supportive. And I can say, as a as a member of Pride in STEM, that it is supportive and it is so nice within your educational space to have. A place for you and it feels like you're not taken for granted or you're not asked to do things just because you're LGBT plus it's just about existing which is so important yeah um, we hope uh, uh, this year to do more but that actually it was uh, your suggestion that spurred us to move away from discussion of just identity that we focused last year because of the pandemic uh, and to move on more hard-eating uh, uh, topics uh, that uh, goes beyond uh, um, just our identities yeah it's so important because that's when the intersectionality comes in that's when the different systems come in i think we that education as a whole is so needed so yeah, i'd like to say thank you alfredo and if you want to quickly shout pride in stem again and your social handles uh, the handle everywhere is at pride in stem hopefully we're gonna have a uh, stem education event uh, later this year with lara hopefully yes i'm so looking forward to it so stay tuned both on our websites um and our twitter um thank you for having us um bye bye shout out lgbt radio for you the shout out podcast Feeling all summery, isn't it? With Enrique Iglesias kind of taking back his love. Oh. Are you, are you a fan, Steph? Handy. Um, Enrique Iglesias. Correctly, yes. Yes. Mm. How do you pronounce it? No, oh, just, just loving your Spanish accent. 
I haven't got Top a Spanish notch. accent. What are you on about? Enrique Iglesias. Oh, well, I don't know. So I'm sure there's supposed to be a roll on the R. I've never been able to do those. I, I, can, yeah. I can do them occasionally. <laughs> Enrique. Mm. Steph pretends to be Eartha Kitt now. <laughs> oh, that's going way back, Andy. My God. It is. Eartha Kitt. Good Lord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She, quite, well, she, was, she was quite a character. <laughs> yep, a well-known for rolling her R's. Yes. So. Did she not play the Catwoman? In, um, oh, in the early days of, yes. of Batman, in the first series, the the six dissenters one, the yeah. Kapow. Exactly. Bang. Yes, Bruce Wayne. And, <laughs> yes. Yes, and his boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Who used to wear skin tight lycra? Yes, yes. yes. And knickers outside their tights. There was some sort of fetish going on there, wasn't there? Possibly, yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's time for um, our second my five. Uh, we don't normally have two in this show, but um, uh, one was a little bit delayed from uh, last week. So um, here they are. Uh, this is off the record. My five on shout out. Hi everyone, I'm Henry. I use he and him pronouns, and I'm part of Freedom Youth. Freedom Youth is really proud to support shout out each and every month with our five minute slot talking about all sorts of different things. This month, we've chosen the topic of pride. Freedom is a gender and sexuality project for young people aged 11 to 25 across Bristol and South Gloss. It's the oldest, longest running gender and sexuality project we think in the country. It's something we're really proud of and Bristol should be really proud of too. Each and every week at Freedom, we have a whole range of workshops, activities, talks, games, a whole range of different things that young people can get involved in. And our members report back to us. If you're once a Freedomer, you're always a Freedomer. It's that real sense of community, solidarity and support. If you or someone you know would like to get involved with Freedom, check out our website, otrbristol.org.uk, or give us an email on lgbtq at otrbristol.org.uk. This month, we have a number of our Freedom facilitators sharing their thoughts on Pride. Hi, I'm Naomi, my pronouns are she, her, and I'm the peer rep working with Freedom this year. We've been asked to talk about what Pride means to us, and to me, a big aspect of Pride is being able to express myself fully whilst being an ally to others in the queer community. I also feel that Pride is self-acceptance, and I know this is something that I've really struggled with, with a lot of people, including myself, not acknowledging the validity of my identity, especially whilst I've been in relationships with someone who is male-identifying. I have only recently started to fully accept and express myself and I really believe that freedom has helped me to get there. So why do we celebrate Pride and why is it important? Pride is important in acknowledging that while I am free to express my identity, others are not as privileged as me, so we should fight to make the world a better place and a just place for all of us whilst educating ourselves on those that came before us. Pride to me is so important. It's about solidarity, it's about family, it's about community, it's about creating the spaces and places that we wish the world to be and that we know that it can be. Pride's the opportunity for us to meet our friends, to celebrate, to make new friends, to also though at the same time remember what's gone before, why are we there? We're there because people have fought for our rights and freedoms to exist and that we're fighting for the rights and freedoms 
of LGBTQ plus people to exist, not just in Bristol, but worldwide. The absolutely electric atmosphere of flags and glitter and chants and placards is nothing like it in the whole world. And spending time and seeing the world and Bristol in its absolute glory of what the Pride March is. But we know Pride is each and every day and in all of our hearts. And Bristol Pride makes Bristol the city that it is. And one of love, one of care, one of pride and one for LGBTQ plus people to celebrate and enjoy. Hi, I'm Zoltan and I use he him pronouns and I'm a member of the Freedom Team. Pride to me means everything really. It's that one day of the year where all of us from the LGBTQ plus community plus our allies can march together, proud of who we truly are and how far we have come as a community. As our rights weren't just given to us, but they were fought for by so many wonderful queer people who came before us. So on one hand, we celebrate that history, but we also think of the future that lies ahead and all the work that still needs to be done, especially today when we can see so much anti-LGBTQ plus legislation being passed in so many different countries around the world. That's when we really know that Pride is not something that we can ever take for granted. Uh, and lastly, Pride is also about just having a great time, being our unabashed queer selves, saying that we've always have been here and that we're not going anywhere. And we'd love to have you with us on this journey, but not by being tolerated or put up with, but by being loved and respected. We really hope that you've enjoyed hearing our thoughts and reflections and experiences of Pride. And we'd love to hear yours too. What an absolute phenomenal achievement for Bristol Pride to continue to create such amazing, supportive, vibrant and vital spaces for our community. Sending love, solidarity to all across Pride and beyond. All our love from Freedom Youth. If you have a story you could tell in five minutes, get in contact. Visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT Radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. Lovely fun track, that one. That's uh, Tones and I. Dance Monkey. <laughs> Andy's obviously enjoying that. <laughs> yes. Sorry, moving my shoulders along as 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 one does it's when hard. one dances in a chair. Be our little dance monkey. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, like like summary feel. I think so. It is. You know, yeah. Yeah. So you're right there, Steph. I am. Are you? Well, yeah. Yeah. That's good then. Mm. So we're both okay. Yeah, I'm Andy secretly. H, are you okay? <laughs> I'm okay. But that song has just made me think of the fact that this year is the anniversary of a very famous ape. Uh oh. Here we go. What song is this related to then? For, for listeners out there who are not used to this, by the way, Andy's brain thinks in songs. My brain does think he's so, so, so like, we, we mentioned something on the show And Annie goes That reminds me of such and such From 1930-something And we're like uh, What? Uh? <laughs> <laughs> well It's uh, 1981 um, Was the uh, Right the That was three game Donkey Kong 
Ah. Which dance dance monkey ape monkey? Yeah. Yeah. 40th anniversary computer <laughs> games. Are you keeping up with this, related. listeners? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did actually see like um, some of the early Nintendo games recently sold at auction, and they went for thousands. I'm yeah. like, God, I remember when that was like state of the art technology. You know, in fact, I can remember when you loaded games on a cassette. Half the listeners oh, would yes. go, oh, "What?" <laughs> I sit, sit there for 90 minutes aside with a tape and play it until you could play the game and if it went wrong you had to start all over again yeah, it didn't yeah. last very long <laughs> no a good a good 20 odd years we were using tape for loading things in computers I still remember well not game machines though they, they moved no, to like no. cartridges as they used to call them didn't it yeah so and I think now you just download them it's here's a cracker um, Birmingham a local um, newspaper, Birmingham Live, has got um, a picture of the um, pride flag on Wine Street that was um, put down by the council. It's got a picture of Darren and the, um, the Bristol Pride team, but it's all about um, uh, having the same in Solihull. Oh, right. Yeah, I know yeah. quite a few places. Uh, they're happy more the more um, Rainbow Crossing Sun than just ours. Yeah, but the problem um, is they want, they want two sites in Solihull, but they can't find the paint. Oh, can't they? <laughs> Mind you, you see, you say that. That was also an issue with the first ever Pride flag that was made. They couldn't get um, certain paints because they were really expensive um, at the time uh, when they wanted to dye all this, like, miles of fabric to make this huge, great um, Pride flag. So yeah. uh, it's history repeating itself. So, yes. Um, and other news, uh, the, the, the £50 Alan Turing note, I believe, is... Um, Imminent or has come out? I forget which. It it's has. around this time. Uh, so. It's come out. Uh, mm. It came out last uh, d- towards the end of last week. Yeah. What I think is really cool is um, um, that uh, for those of you who don't know, Alan Turing, he was on. Uh, unfortunately, well, they say he committed suicide. I don't think we'll ever know. It's a big story, but basically, he um, helped crack the Enigma machine during the World War, <coughs> which shortened World War Two. Um, and yes. saved lots of lives but uh, he was persecuted because he was gay and thrown out of the military with a dishonourable discharge and um, Gordon Brown actually gave him a posthumous pardon um, a few years ago when he was Prime Minister um, and he's now um, appearing on um, uh, the £50 note he's thought to have been the forefather of modern computing and what I love is on the £50 note they have um, I think it's his date of birth in um, binary on it in binary <laughs> they do indeed it's, which I thought was really clever to... yeah there's lots yeah. of little they touches Talking, like of, that, um, talking of binary, do you know one in four LGBTQ youth now identify as non-binary? I can believe that's that. an incredible percentage, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, we've we started to remove that kind of like you must fit into something type thing that we all grew up with. So, you know, um, if you do that and give people the freedom to self-choose, um, you know, it makes life a lot easier. So, I, I wonder. It makes me wonder if I would or any of our generations would um, have the, have been like that back back when we were coming out. It's hard enough coming out and being gay back then for me. But uh, yeah. uh, anyway, uh, that's it for. 
today's show. To find out more about us or to hear other shows, just check us out online. Shoutoutradio.lgbt is the place to head to. Also, if you'd like to get involved in the show, you'll find ways to contact us there too. Uh, now, um, I'll be catching up with them next week. Uh, we're going to be talking to the Queens. Um, but from myself, from Andy, from Steph, from Hans, from Terry, from Matt, and everyone else that I can't think of because I've only got three seconds, say bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.